So what may seem like just a very simple piece of quartz with some patterns drawn on it to make shadow puppets and on a silicone wafer, the engineering involved in this is quite intense. ASML is a specialist. You could argue it's the most important company on the planet, except that's a superlative that doesn't make any sense because an ASML machine is worthless without a photo mask. Welcome back. This video is a continuation of our most recent video on ASML. And if you haven't watched it yet, video link is in the description and up here on a card. In this video, we want to focus on a sub-industry that ASML cannot live without. And on our semiconductor industry flowchart, this industry will fall again into the semiconductor manufacturing equipment space. And that is photo masks. Nick, what exactly are photo masks? And why are they important to companies like ASML? Okay. So there's the industry flowchart, folks. Uh, take note of that critical choke point within the semiconductor universe. But to understand where photo masks lie, let's use this other chart that we've referred to in the past that uh, applied materials used talking about wafer fab equipment. And they have this chart. It's kind of a, a jelly bean type of chart and it's color coded by company. And of course you can see in the left lithography equipment. You can see ASML uh, has that monopoly like share of the market. They're the only ones with EUV equipment. They sell most of the DUV deep ultraviolet equipment that's out there. Again, if you're unfamiliar, what's going on with that, please watch the last video first, but within lithography, you have photo masks. You can't really craft chips without a photo mask. So what a photo mask is, is typically this quartz screen and it has patterns drawn on it. That light is shown through the photo mask to draw, let's say, uh, let's call it draw with light, the patterns on the wafer. The wafer has been coated with some chemicals that react to ultraviolet light. And so when those patterns of ultraviolet light are shown on the wafer, parts of the pattern react with the light and, and then the rest is stripped away. And that's, that's how you end up with these very, very tiny microscopic, just as little as a few nanometers in dimension features on the chip, the transistors and other bits that create channels and, and places for electricity to flow to, to help computing power work uh, for memory and so on. So that's what a photo mask is. We have some nice pictures here, actually. Again, Applied Materials provides a lot of nice information on what these photo masks look like. You can see a picture here. This is like an opaque, as you might expect, an opaque screen. A light shines through it, and you have those darkened features that block out parts of the light to create these patterns. You can think of it as a you know, if you've ever made like shadow puppets on the wall, you know, the light shines behind your hand and your hand makes patterns that, that show up on the wall. That's kind of like what's going on here. So this is an interesting space. Casey, maybe rattle off all of the companies involved with photo mask development. 
Yeah, Nick, other than applied materials, you have Photronics, EV Group, Micronic, Dynapon Printing, and Toppen. So a number of companies will provide these photo masks. Yeah, this is interesting, Casey, because you can see where you end up having these specialists within the semiconductor industry. You find this all over the place. You know, ASML, obviously a big one where you have this monopoly-like position um, dominated by a specialist. This is another, this is developed over the years as a highly specialized part of the industry. Many of these companies, all they do is just make these photo masks. And the reason is manufacturing these things is actually quite expensive. You have a lot of different chip types for different workloads being developed. You have a lot of companies that want some sort of custom chip for a particular computing workload. And depending on the dimensions of the chips, some of these most advanced photo masks that draw features that are five nanometer, seven nanometer, or even smaller, some of these photo masks can cost millions of dollars each. So what may seem like just a very simple piece of quartz with some patterns drawn on it to make shadow puppets and on a silicone wafer, the engineering involved in this is quite intense. And the longer time goes on, the more advanced chips get, these photo masks are only getting more expensive. Uh, there's estimates that by the time we get to that high NA EUV machine uh, from ASML, the photo masks for ASML, high NA EUV machines could be tens of millions of dollars each. So this could be a lucrative add-on investment for investors that like ASML stock, because again, ASML is a specialist. You could argue it's the most important company on the planet, except that's a superlative that doesn't make any sense because an ASML machine is worthless without a photo mask and without all the other companies in the manufacturing equipment space that will take care of the other steps in the manufacturing process. So photo masks, I think this is a little known or misunderstood niche of the industry that we want to talk about. Nick recently wrote an article about Photronics, ticker symbol PLAB, P-L-A-B, which we'll link here in the description and you can find it on our community board as well. And we're going to be doing a follow-up video on that company that specializes in photo masks very soon. But let's focus on two other companies, EV Group, which is based in Austria, and then IMS Nano Fabrication, which is also based in Austria. How does Intel relate to this company, Nick? So this is interesting, Casey, because when we talk about companies that specialize in the industry and then they often have a dominant role in whatever they specialize in, you end up with geopolitical risk. So as you said, EV Group and IOMS Nanofabrication, both in Austria and both have a dominant role in the most advanced photo masks for, especially for EUV, extreme ultraviolet, and then IMS Nanofabrication. Um, even beyond that, they're doing a lot of work in photo masks for high NA. So future manufacturing nodes that go beyond the current three nanometers that are in production, like at TSMC. So this is an interesting bit here. Both of these companies in Austria, 
perhaps that's geopolitical risk at some point in the future, kind of like ASML being based in the Netherlands. Um, everyone goes through uh, the Netherlands for, for lithography. Both of these companies in Austria, but IMS in particular is actually a subsidiary of Intel. So this company, IMS, uh, got its start in like the 2000s. Intel invested in 2009 and then acquired it in 2015. Here's where things get interesting, though. So a couple of months ago, Intel sold a 20% stake to a private equity company called Bain Capital, a pretty well-known private equity group. So now IMS owned 20% by Bain Capital. And now even more recently, Intel sold another 10% stake to none other than TSMC. This, this is starting to feel a little bit like what happened with ASML when it was gearing up for EUV equipment. A lot of companies that were getting in line to get ASML's most advanced lithography machines ended up ma making an investment in ASML. So Intel did it, TSMC did it. This is almost kind of feels a little bit like that for photo masks. These things are getting really, really ridiculously expensive. And so companies getting in line to get their hands on these might be lining up by making equity investments. So Intel, you know, the Bain Capital sale kind of gave IMS some flexibility to go out there and pursue partnerships with other companies. And then obviously TSMC, <laughs> the world's largest third-party foundry, probably going to need a lot of photo masks from this company and thus the 10% sale. So, so we have a lot of geopolitical intrigue perhaps taking place here with this small little known business that, that Intel currently still has a majority stake in. So Casey, I can hear the questions already. And I think the question would be this, why wouldn't ASML just make photo masks itself if they're that critical to lithography? equipment. Why not just do the photo mask in-house? That is a good question. And in fact, in 1999, ASML acquired a tiny 10-person photo mask team called Mask Tools, which was a business unit of micro unity systems engineering. It struck a joint venture on photo mask development in 2001 with Micronic, which is ticker symbol MYCR.ST that trades on the Stockholm Exchange. And Micronic terminated this agreement and repurchased sole rights in 2009. So ASML no longer develops photo masks for its lithography systems. What has happened, though, all of these competitors that we've talked about, Dynapon, Toppen, Applied Materials, all of these companies have a strategic partnership with ASML to make photo masks for them. Yeah, so again, this is the way the semiconductor industry has evolved over time. There's certain portions of the market that it just takes a lot of money to develop the technology. And ASML is already devoting its dollars to lithography equipment and it deemed it a better use of its cash to focus solely on that and allow these other companies to simply partner with it, which probably means ASML gets a little bit of revenue in, in those partnerships. Those companies need access to ASML's lithography machines to make these photo masks, but ASML is more than happy to let them take the photo mask business off their hands, get 
a very small bit of revenue for those strategic partnerships and allow them to do what they can with the sale and turning a profit on the photo masks themselves. Probably what's going on here. Nevertheless, uh, Casey, I think it's interesting to to look at this though, because even though ASML has said, do what you will with the photo mask business, it looks like photo masks are reaching a critical point where the cost of these photo masks is going exponential. So it's why we bring it up right now. And we think these companies are interesting to take a look at. Casey, what do we own? So we talked about five public stocks that can get you in. Intel is, I guess, number six, if you want to count IMS. Um, but this tiny, tiny business, um, even after Intel's really massive fall, IMS is still a tiny portion of Intel overall. So rattle off the five public stocks again. Which of the five do we own? So we talked about Photronics, ticker symbol PLAB, Dynapon, OTC, ticker DNPLY, Toppen, also OTC, T-O-P-P-Y, Micronic, M-Y-C-R.S-T, Stockholm Exchange, and then Applied Materials, A-M-A-T. And of these five, we only own Applied Materials. And I did miss number six, and that's because it's not a public stock, but that's EV Group, the one based in Austria. So we're excluding that. Of these five, yeah, we own Applied Materials, the big generalist. Casey, you mentioned Photronics. Coming up again in a future video, do, do we own that one? And are we interested in owning it? We don't own Photronics yet, but it does look cheap. So we'll review that alongside two other seemingly cheap chip stocks here in an upcoming video. Okay, folks, that will do it for this episode. We hope this discussion on photo masks sheds some light. Pun, sorry, unintentional. Sheds some light on the semiconductor industry, an important part of the semiconductor industry. We'll talk more about Photronics, like Casey said, coming up. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell if you don't want to miss a video. Uh, we appreciate all of you very much. Thanks. Take care. We'll see you again soon.